Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Liza Montanino is a certified sleep consultant through Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. She's also a sleep health expert with Tinto App, a children's book editor, and a mom of two. Since launching her consulting agency, Rockabye Sleep, Liza has supported families one-on-one as well as led numerous sleep webinars and workshops for parents both locally and abroad. Liza, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So today I would love to unpack the why. I think that in order to be successful in business, it's so important to identify your why and and really keep it in front of mind so that you can successfully grow your business. Uh, You enrolled in Center for Pediatric Sleep Management in June of 2021. I actually looked back, I checked. And and you work (laughs) full time and you have two young kids and you have an overall really busy life. So what was your why? Why did you decide to add to your already full plate and get certified to work as a sleep consultant? Well, my why was really made up of a bunch of different things. Um, I've always been borderline obsessed with sleep, at least since my son was born a little over four years ago, because he wasn't a good sleeper. And I didn't realize at the time that I actually wasn't doing anything to help him sleep better because I just, I didn't know differently. Um, I didn't know about wake windows and I didn't know about, you know, the feed play sleep routine. Um, So I was feeding him to sleep for every single nap. I was doing tons of contact naps. I was having him nap on the go in the stroller because it was, you know, easier for us to get naps that way. Um, So when we hit that point around like three months or so where those things were no longer working and he was just waking up constantly, um, I reached out to a sleep consultant for help. Um, And really after three nights, he was sleeping through the night and I was able to start getting him to nap in the crib. And, you know, that took a little bit longer, but he was well rested and I was well rested and felt so much better that, um, you know, people in my mom group started asking me, like, what, what was I doing? How was he sleeping? And so um, I just sort of started naturally helping friends. And I really enjoyed it, but um, have always wanted to work in publishing, which is my full time job. And I never really even thought about leaving and switching careers or even adding another career to my plate until last May when there were some big organizational changes at my company. Um, And they were ones that didn't really feel like they aligned with what I wanted anymore, which has also changed as a result of the pandemic and the freedom of working from home and seeing my kids more and moving to the suburbs and having a very different life than I ever thought that I would have. Um, So my husband was actually the one who suggested that I become a sleep consultant. He's like, you're already obsessed with it. Why don't you like try to learn more, more about what it means? Um, and then when I learned about your program about CPSM and I saw that, you know, 
it wasn't just about sleep training methods, but, um, you know, why we need sleep and how to grow a business. It, it reframed for me, I think what I thought was possible with sleep consulting. Um, and so I just, I immediately realized like this was the next step for me. Um, yeah. And I just, I can't imagine not doing it now that I'm doing it and loving it. So for you, just to like unpack this a little further, I should have, I should have asked you first, like, tell us about you, like give us, give us oh. some background, <laughs> which you did, which is perfect. But, but let's go back to the why was it, was it that you were feeling unfulfilled in your day job? Was it that you were seeking a passion project? Was it that you were really moved by the experience of, of sleep training your own child and felt called to help others? What was sort of like the driving force that, that made you feel like this is why I'm going to do this? All of those things, really. Um, I, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled as, um, as I had wanted to feel and used to feel by my day job. Um, I also felt like thinking about the lack of connection that we all experienced as a result of the pandemic, it, it reframed for me just how important relationships are and also how important mental health is. And so I just started thinking about all of the things that um, impact our mental health and how we can be supporting one another and how much joy and fulfillment I got out of helping people with their baby's sleep in an informal, unofficial way. And it sort of seemed like this was just the right next venture for me to take what I knew a little bit about and dig even deeper and then really feel like I was making a difference and connecting with people and helping them through a really stressful time. Yeah, I love that. And, and you touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, but what did your family think about all this? It sounds like your husband was really supportive if it was sort of his idea. Uh, but you know, yes. when you have a, a full time job, like you had a career, you still do, um, where you were doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to try something else. You know, what did your family have to say about that? My husband was very supportive. Um, I don't think, and he, you know, continues to be so. I think um, I was probably the one who was a little bit more nervous as much as I wanted to make this change. I was really nervous about whether or not I could actually do it because, um, like I said, you know, I, I had been in publishing, it's been 14 and a half years now, and my my family, my parents are just like very proud of my identity as an editor. Um, it's something that they, you know, just took a lot of pride in and would talk to their friends about. And it hasn't been often that I've thought about making any kind of big life change. And thinking about leaving publishing is a huge decision. Um, and the, you know, the person that I always used to go to for advice on any kind of big decision um, was always my dad. Um, but, you know, I know, you know, this Jane, um, I lost him to COVID in April, 2020, very early on in the pandemic, which is part of why I think I was also looking for some other way to connect 
and find a sense of community and fulfillment. Um, and as I was thinking about making this career change, I just couldn't help thinking about like what he would think. And if he knew that I was considering this big jump, would he still be just as proud? Um, and then something kind of amazing happened. I had my first client who found me through a thread that I had just randomly commented on in a Facebook group. And we set up a consult and through talking to her, I learned that she lived in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is where I grew up. My mom still lives in the house that I was raised in. And through talking, she told me that she was a lawyer and my dad was a lawyer and she was actually a law professor at AU. And my dad was a law, an adjunct law professor at AU um, when he passed away. And she actually knew my dad. Um, you know, he was very highly regarded in the DC area. And it, I mean, it honestly took everything I had not to just start crying during that call with her. But I really took that as a sign that um, my dad knew what I was doing and he was cheering me on. And really after that, I just, I never second guessed my decision. And even though I, I've definitely had moments of doubt, like, can I do this? I've never wondered, should I do this? Because I know the answer is yes. First of all, thank you for sharing that story. Second of all, I have goosebumps like you would not believe right now <laughs> hearing you share that. Um, like, that's just incredible. And I'm really glad that, that your sort of jump into this new venture gave you that little that little moment so that you could feel confident that your dad was supporting you and, you know, watching over you. I think that that's just really amazing. And, and the world works in crazy, crazy ways. And it does. I mean, you have to know that, like, of course, he would be proud of you. You're doing really impressive, incredible things. So how could he not? But but it's little, Thank I think, you. little things like that, that probably give you what you needed to feel that way, even though mm -hmm. like everybody around you would have felt that way. Like I feel that way for you, but it doesn't matter what I think. Um, right. You know, it, it was, it was probably just that little like touch that little moment that you needed to, to feel like, okay, like this is, this is the right decision. And, and both my parents would approve of this. It definitely felt like kismet for sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, when we were talking offline, when we were preparing for this interview, I had asked you if your original why had evolved. And, and now that you're up and running and actually taking on clients, uh, you said that it has evolved. Can you share a little bit about um, what feels different from like why you got into this in the first place to like why you're still doing this now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my why has evolved um, as I've worked with moms, and in particular, noticing the anxiety that moms have around their child's sleep. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier that I had really bad postpartum depression and anxiety after my son was born. And I remember going to my six week postpartum appointment with my OB and, you know, answering the questions that are meant to screen for like severe postpartum depression. And I remember feeling like they were just really inadequate questions. Like I was able to answer them honestly, 
but I also felt like I needed a little bit of help. But the doctor seemed totally satisfied with my answers and like wrote me off as okay. So I thought maybe I was just feeling things differently because I had two kids now. Um, And that in and of itself was a tough adjustment. So I realized, you know, over the first few months that with my daughter, I had had like the baby blues and they went away. But with my son, I noticed that I was feeling worse and worse as the weeks went on. And, you know, part of that was due to the sleep deprivation until we sleep trained. But even once I was sleeping better and, you know, talking with my therapist once a week, I didn't feel as great as I thought I would. And so I have just, you know, over the past several months of working with moms, been thinking about how in general, we really lack the kind of support network that makes having a newborn in particular feel manageable, particularly for first time moms, um, when it's all so new. And so now, being a sleep consultant and, and talking to a lot of moms and being on the other side of that anxiety over sleep, I've just been thinking in a much bigger way about how our country is lacking in resources and support systems for women in the postpartum period. And, you know, there's so much care and observation throughout pregnancy and childbirth. But then once the baby arrives, it's like, all right, you have two or three days in the hospital to learn how to change a diaper, learn how to try to swaddle and maybe how to latch. And then you're, you're out of there and you have this little baby that is dependent on you for absolutely everything, but you yourself are emotionally, hormonally, physically compromised. So my goal in being a sleep consultant and my why has sort of morphed into two things, really. Um, The first is I feel really, really passionately about the conversation around sleep training and making sure parents know that sleep is not a luxury, that it is essential to our health and well-being. And the other side of that coin, and what I want to also help fight against, is when moms do open up about their struggles to get their baby to sleep and just the hard time they're having with motherhood in general, and the response that we see, um, and I know we've we've talked about this in, in some other CPSM groups, like the response that moms get, like, Uh, you're not sleeping, like, welcome to motherhood, or my son is 15 months old, and he still doesn't sleep through the night, or just wait, you'll miss this time one day, like, people treat not sleeping as a badge of parenting honor. And it really drives me nuts, because I personally think you can love your baby and hate the way they sleep. And it doesn't (laughs) make you a bad mom. So I just... I, I really worry about how damaging the rhetoric is for parents and for moms in particular that you should just accept and expect not to sleep when you have an infant. Um, because then the message that comes with motherhood is this expectation of pushing through your own exhaustion and finding a way to deal with whatever negative effects come with that. Um, and you know, for the sake of your baby. And we're almost telling women that not only has your entire identity shift now that you're a mom, but you should be prioritizing 
your baby's health and well-being above your own. And the truth is those two things are intrinsically linked, right? Like you can't be the best, healthiest version of yourself if you're sacrificing all of your needs for your baby, even if you're doing it instinctively or subconsciously and out of love. Um, So when I'm working with families, I start by acknowledging how hard parenthood is and that I've been there and I get it. And my why has turned into not only helping individual families get more quality sleep, but I really want to create a space for women to feel seen and heard and receive quality postpartum care and support through creating healthy sleep habits and sleep training, beginning with the fourth um, trimester, but continuing throughout your baby's first year. So I'm working on how I can bring that to fruition now in a bigger way. And when I can share more about it, I totally will. I totally relate to every single thing that you just said, 100% identify with it. When I was thinking about, I'm so glad that we decided to have this conversation because you and I are just, <laughs> we're, we're very much aligned in this, in this conversation topic. And, you know, when I, when I was thinking back before we started our conversation today, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to ask Liza what her why is. And like, you know, do I even, do I have the same why that I had when I started my business? And it's interesting because I think our paths, like our mental paths are very much similar. Mm-hmm. I started, I started this work because I was a little burnt out as a stay-at-home mom. I was feeling like my brain was mush. I wanted to continue to stay home with my kids and care for them, but I also wanted to like feel alive again and and do something a little bit more uh, productive and mentally stimulating. And and that's how I got into this. And when I think back to my original why, it's like I didn't want to go back to work, work, but I wanted to work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I always think about that as my business grows, like my, my why was to be home and to be present with my children. So like, let's not get too busy because that's taking me away from my original why. Right. But then I also feel like I've completely evolved in the way that I think about sleep training and sleep consulting. And I often think about how, you know, when new parents, when you have a baby, the first thing you do, if you're trying to breastfeed, the very first thing you do is you call a lactation consultant, right? Every single new mom has a lactation consultant, the hospital even provides one, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 but what about sleep? Like, you know, sleep and feeding are the two sort of like top priorities for for every new parent. And everybody is getting support with feeding without the blink of an eye, you know, without any sort of hesitation. But then when it comes to sleep, for whatever reason, parents are waiting to hit rock bottom to Mm -hmm. be in this deep, dark hole of postpartum depression and or anxiety, before they seek out any type of sleep support. And I my sort of more recent why is to really try and change that I would love to make sleep consulting, I would love to make sleep consultants more accessible to more parents and, and to make this type of support more commonplace so that everybody has access to help. Um, I was talking to a client the other day, and she was saying, you know, all my friends, you know, our sleep consultants were telling us, she made it seem like every single one of her friends had a sleep consultant. It was funny the way she said it. <laughs> the way she said it was so funny. And I, I smiled, I like grinned from ear to ear 
that every single one of her friends had a sleep consultant. That made me really happy because they were all getting the support that they needed. And I think it's really unfortunate that this right now, it feels like a luxury good, a luxury service. And it, and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. This is the type of support that every new parent should have access to in varying price points and varying levels of support. And, and my why recently has sort of shifted to making this type of support more accessible and more commonplace. You know, one, one thing that people ask me when they're interested in becoming a sleep consultant is like, you know, are there too many sleep consultants? Is the market oversaturated? It's like, no, most new parents don't even know what a sleep consultant is, right? Like there's so much, most new moms have never even heard of sleep consulting, right? So to me, that means like, there's so much work to be done. There Mm -hmm. is so much more, uh, like, land to cover, you know, Um, and, and we all need to work together to, to get in front of these parents and say, you know what, there is support, you don't need to be a martyr, you can, you can be well rested and happy and a good mom at the same time. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with all that. And as long as people are still having babies, there's always going to be a need for sleep consultants and people who need help with their kids sleep. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Let's let's pivot a little bit. I want to ask you something that I, I've asked a few other CPSM grads on this podcast, and I want to ask you, um, one of the objections that I hear most often for those that are interested in getting into this line of work is that they just don't have the time. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because you work full time, you have two young kids, and you're managing to grow a sleep consulting business. So like, first of all, how are you doing that? And second of all, like, how is your why driving that passion to be successful, even when you feel really crunched for time? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, we're all busy, all of us. Um, so I, I think there's never going to be enough time in the day for all of the things that uh, you want to do. But I think saying you don't have enough time has almost become just like a reflexive response And it's a really convenient excuse because it's hard for someone else to challenge that argument, right? Like no one else knows your time and your schedule better than you. So I think it boils down to taking a step back where you feel like you can, you know, sort of like trimming the fat off your schedule in places, whether that's like five minutes here or 15 minutes there, and really being creative about finding time. um, Because there's only 24 hours in the day, but how you allocate your time to various things is, um, is sort of the only way that I think you're, you're going to be able to get everything done that you want to. Um, I am also, you know, a big multitasker when it's appropriate. Like I'm the queen of talking to text while I'm driving so that I can respond to my clients in real time as much, as much as possible. Um, and I think part of it too is, treating yourself with respect and valuing your own time. So what I do in this kind of, this might sound a little bit weird, but like if you think of yourself as a third party person that you are in business with and someone whose deadlines you need to meet and someone you don't want to let down, it becomes a lot easier to take yourself seriously and set boundaries that you're not willing to cross. And then you wouldn't expect someone else to cross if they were in business with you. So I find that that helps me. And 
the overall why of why I do this definitely um, drives me too, because um, whether or not I feel like I have enough time in my day doesn't mean that there isn't someone out there who is struggling and in need of support. I love that. Yeah, I think I think that it's really actually more important than I realized until you just said that, <laughs> that that like your why has to drive your time management, right? Because because if if your why is true, right? Like if you're being really true with yourself about why you've decided to get into this line of work, then then nothing should get in the way of that, right? Because that's that's your purpose. That's that's your drive. So you have to make time. Mm-hmm. You have to stop scrolling Facebook for 45 minutes before bed. You have to, you know, wake up 30 minutes early to shower so that you're ready when your kids get up, you know? Like you have to be purposeful so that you can live out your own truth, right? I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I think that that's I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So give us, give us a quick rundown of what your day looks like. Speaking of time, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> what, what does that look like with, with your day job and your clients and your kids? Sure. Yeah. It's um, every day is really a little bit different, which I feel like many people uh, feel the same way, but you know, I start by getting my kids ready for school and checking in with all of my clients, um, seeing how the night went and discussing, you know, first nap of the day. And then I, I answer emails. Um, I tend to answer all of my sleep emails first before my editing emails, because that is where my passion is. Um, And then once I've done that, my day is really divided between taking meetings about the books that I'm working on and taking consult calls with prospective clients and, um, doing, you know, sleep support check-in calls with existing clients. I do a lot of lunchtime workshops where I am talking to moms about setting healthy sleep habits. Um, You know, I am sending off a lot of connection emails, trying to network with preschools and pediatricians and other um, health service workers. And, you know, then in the afternoon, I take my son to OT a couple times a week and I'm helping my daughter get to her activities and doing some homework. And, um, you know, once the kids are in bed, I usually then, uh, will do a little bit of like research on social media. I try to post a couple times a week. Um, and I do a lot of my workshops and webinars in the evening when, you know, most kids are in bed and parents can really devote the time to getting answers and getting help. Um, and I eat a lot of ice cream, a lot of ice cream every night. Yeah. So, so like you're a true, I think you're a really true multitasker, which I think you have to be, if, if you're going to have a full-time job and do this, like you have to know how to juggle. Right. Um, totally. And, and it sounds like, it sounds like you're pretty good at that. So I think, I think you've only launched your business like five or six months ago. Right. And, and yeah. if so, Um, would you mind sharing a little bit? Like, how is that going? How many families are you supporting a week or a month? What what does your client load look like? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I started in October and since then I have, um, over 50 families that I've supported in that time, which feels like in and of itself, a a milestone. So I keep trying to, thanks. Um, So I have 
in general, been hovering between like six and 10 clients a month. Um, and, you know, not all months have been the same. I feel like February was um, closer to eight. And then March in particular has been a really, really busy month. Um, because I'm just trying to stay really active about getting my name out there and um, connecting with moms in these workshops has oftentimes led to a lot of private clients and then the word of mouth spreads and that kind of a thing. So um, yeah, I mean, things have been busy, but they've been good. And in terms of looking for other ways to support moms during this postpartum time, um, I recently started a virtual sleep support group that meets on a weekly basis, which is just like drop in low cost. That's essentially like a group ask me anything. And from there, from there, a lot of people do follow up with scheduling a consult and I've gotten a lot of new clients that way. So, you know, I mean, sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but it's also really exciting. and, And that makes, that keeps me going. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. I love I love hearing your your success and it sounds like your business is totally thriving, which just makes me super happy and and super proud. Um Aww, thank and, you. And, and and speaking of success, I get asked all the time like what the secret to success is and I I knew that you were going to be successful. It sounds weird to say, but like, I can tell when, when people are going to be good at something and I knew that you were going to be successful, but in the same breath, I'm not really quite sure how I pinpoint that. I just sort of have a feeling. So I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on what the secret to success is and yeah, like, do you have any idea what, what sort of separates those that make it from those that don't? It's a really good question. And First of all, thank you for that vote of confidence. I feel like you believed in me probably before I believed in me. So I really appreciate that. Probably. (laughs) Um, But I think the biggest difference is probably a few different things. I think you really need a lot of tenacity and you have to be able to persevere. Um, But I think you also have to be really patient and be willing to lay the groundwork and understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Um, there's actually one thing that my therapist said to me that, um, has really stuck with me and guided me through some of the slower periods of my business, which is to remember that a slow week or a slow month doesn't mean utter failure in the same way that one great week or a great month doesn't mean total success. And I thought that was brilliant because it takes a little bit of the pressure off of each individual day and each individual week and even each individual month. Um, I think you just have to understand that going into this business means you're going to be in it for the long haul. And it means that even if the people aren't showing up, as long as you are showing up consistently, the clients will come. And like I said, I mean, there's always going to be people having babies. So there are always going to be people in need of our help. Yeah, there's always fresh new opportunities. And I think that, um, you know, I, I call my slow months, I call them rebuilding season. That's what I always say. Sort of, <laughs> I love that. And, and I always think that, you know, when just because you don't have a ton of money coming in doesn't mean that you're not having a successful month. You could be laying the groundwork for 
success down the road. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly seeing that in my business right now. You know, I, I will, I'm starting to have people enroll in center for pediatric sleep management that I've never spoken to before. So Amazing. Like, what does that mean? That means that I have laid the groundwork, right? My website speaks for itself. Uh, you know, whatever, like that, that there was work that went into that, you know, that didn't happen on on day one. And if you if you want to relate that back to sleep consulting, you know, supporting families one on one, you know, I'm sure everybody remembers the first time they ever get hired by somebody that didn't book a call first, you know, um, that I remember my very first client that ever did that. I still remember her. I'm still in touch with her. I still can't uh-huh. believe she hired me. And, and she never even spoke to me like this person just paid me to help her with her baby. And I had never spoken to her before. And that's crazy. Right. But, but it takes work. It takes groundwork before you can get to that point. Right. And, and sometimes you don't see the financial gain until way later. So, so yeah, I, I agree. Um, tell us before we wrap up, like share with everybody a little bit about what you're doing to support other sleep consultants, because I think this is really cool. Yeah. So I essentially have been using my um, background in editing and writing and copy editing and proofreading to help other sleep consultants who are building their websites. So I've been doing some, um, you know, helping craft mission statements and the about me section, the things that are sometimes really hard for people to write about themselves, um, coming up with language to talk about their sleep packages and just getting their web copy into a place that feels really clear and concise and embodies that consultant's voice and, um, and mission and passion. Um, and you know, that's sort of spilled over into looking at people's promo materials, their eBooks and their sleep guides. Um, so I think I, you know, I'm, I'm in a bit of a, a unique position having this other skill set that I can bring, but I love that I'm able to help other sleep consultants make sure that they're getting their message out as, you know, as clearly as possible so that they can turn those prospective clients into, into paying clients. I think this is such an important service to be offering our community. It's it's much needed because I think that just like you said, when you're when you're getting started and trying to wrap your head around your own messaging and you're trying to introduce yourself, speak about yourself, share your value, sometimes it's really hard to do that about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you know, when you launch a website, it's your first impression, it's it's your billboard for your business and you know, to have that be a 10 is hugely valuable, you know, and alternatively to botch it can can really make you struggle, right? So Right. So I think it's hugely valuable and and I love that you are supporting fellow sleep consultants. And I know from those that have worked with you, they've all had a really wonderful experience. So it just makes me happy that I love that our little community, uh, we have people within the CPSM community that are doing really interesting things. You know, we have somebody that um, is doing some business coaching for other sleep consultants. We have somebody that's doing Canva work. We have somebody that makes cute like sleep and doula shirts and mugs and like, you know, swag. Um, And I I just think it's really 
fun to see our community sort of like build out to support one another, not just to support other moms. I totally agree. It's such a great, it's just such a great sense of community and connection. Like you said, it's, and all of the ladies that I've worked with have been amazing. So it just helps foster that sense of um, partnership, which I love. Yeah. Before we sign off, tell everybody where they can find you, share your website, social media, whatever you want to share. Sure. So I'm on Instagram at Liza underscore rockabye baby sleep. And my website is just rockabyebabysleep.com. And I'm on Facebook as well, but not as frequently. So I'll skip that for now. Yeah, same, same. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I am so excited to share your story with everybody else. So I really appreciate you hopping on with me today and uh, have a good one. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.